0: Hey there, I'm Jade.
1: And I'm Josh. And on this episode of Our Taste is Trash,
0: we review the multiversal madness of Spider Man No Way Home,
1: discuss Tampa being the butt of every Hollywood joke,
0: and the insane revelations of the Abercrombie and Fitch documentary.
1: So remember to rate, review, and
0: follow wherever you listen. Stick around. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the
1: lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome on Zen. To- <laughs> no. wow. No, no, no. wow. And here we are for another episode of Our Taste is Trash. I'm Josh.
0: And I'm Jade. And Jade,
1: I feel validated this week.
0: Yes. <laughs> it
1: is dropped literally, I think is the day that we released our last episode where we reviewed The Lost City. And it was two articles, actually, in yeah. our local paper. Cause I was going to say The Times, but then I feel like people would say New, like, York, Times. The New York Times. And I'm like, that's not yeah. exactly. No. But yeah. we call it The Times here, but it's The Tampa Bay Times. You call it, I call it the, the Times. Times. Actually, I call it The Tampa Bay did, Times. You want to hear something odd for someone my age? Mm. I get a physical paper.
0: Jesus Christ. Delivered
1: to my... You know, you know how affordable it is to actually get the paper
0: these days? Yeah, it costs nothing. That's costs why like I, that? I used to have a New York subscription.
1: I have the all digital... And I have uh, twice a week delivered to my house. It's like $50 yeah, no a year. Yeah, because no one reads
0: the news anymore. $50 a year. It's yeah.
1: fucking great. Yeah. It's the best journalism out there. Like, honestly, <laughs> I, I guess I'm an old broadcast journalist. So, like, I appreciate good writing and journalism. And like, No, people, they,
0: they have really good. I know some Tampa Bay Times writers. People don't
1: appreciate They're good. good journalism mm-hmm. as they should. Like, I've, I've, I I've know plenty of papers, especially local papers, that are just absolute trash. And, like, this is great. Yeah. Like, they just a to Pulitzer recently. I think, like, a couple years ago.
0: Yeah, there's a Where lot of to? Yeah, there's like a lot of staff writers that yeah. are phenomenal. Anyway, they've won awards. We love the Tampa Bay Times <laughs> here. But yeah. Anyway,
1: we I feel validated. I sent this to you immediately, Jade. Yes. There were two articles written about specifically comedies in Hollywood mm-hmm. that mention Tampa. They they clocked, I think they said over 90 instances of Tampa or the Tampa Bay region being mentioned in the last like 20 years yeah. in comedies and they What's great is they not only did they have an article that listed all of the references, but they had another article trying to explain why Tampa is the butt of so many jokes. And I know that oh my we God, talked yeah. about this, I feel like, so much. And I feel like we people do. think I'm crazy. So, okay, no. And I'm like, dude, Tampa That's isn't That's exactly
0: everything. it. Like, I, sometimes I feel bad whenever we mention on the podcast because I feel like people who are not from here listening are like, Jesus, why do you talk about your city so much or whatever? But the, the fact of the matter is, is clearly we this city is – a constant butt of the jokes and has been in media since like the 80s where it's a constant reference
1: all the time all and the like, time i, I want to dive right into a couple of my favorites here like one i've forgotten about so big mouth is a show that i really enjoyed up until probably the last season i just stuck with it to see it out oh, I but hate like, Big
0: Mouth.
1: it was really funny i thought it was a funny interesting show but like i feel like nick kroll has definitely been to tampa
0: He's been to, like, Tampa, Tampa. And,
1: and I'm going to say this because this is this is a quote I had forgotten about, but it's written down in the article, and it says, it's the character Andrew, for those of you who watch Big Mouth, and he goes, uh, Nick, welcome to Lakeland, Florida, the upper Bronx of the greater Tampa Bay area. And,
0: like, <laughs> to, min- to, to mention Lakeland? Lakeland is very specific. Like, you very specific. have to know. Like, so Lakeland is basically the fucking armpit, Of like Tampa, it's not really Tampa. It's between Tampa. It's like well, it's between Tampa Tampa and Orlando. Orlando. Yeah, and the only thing in Lakeland is Publix. It's the Publix headquarters (laughs) is in Lakeland. This is where Publix started. It's a nice little downtown like
1: area ish.
0: Is that a downtown? It has a park with some shops. I think that's just like a (laughs) drive-by section. You know what I mean? Nicer than some parts of Tampa. (laughs) <laughs> I beg to differ. Um, but no, it, but that's the thing. Is, so, like, yeah, like, unless you're, like, from here or you spend significant time here, like, that's not a reference to pull out of your job. ass. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, it, I, I think you can appreciate the humor because you can right. kind of understand what they're going for. Because you
0: know cities in your own town that probably can qualify to that.
1: But, like, if you're from Central Florida in general, especially from Tampa, I feel like I found that fucking hilarious like just that whole reference amazing but there's so many like i didn't realize the amount because like i said uh, we we joked about keeping a tally of this jade just recently i want to talk about this a little later in the show but just recently i sent you this photo i watched the new abercrombie and fitch documentary yep and as i'm watching it i'm sitting there they they pull out from one of the original founders or like one of the original executives of like the abercrombie and fitch thing and she's at the saint petersburg shuffle club Yes, shuffleboard club. Yeah, which for those that don't know, shuffle shuffleboard is a uh, shuffleboard club. That's what I'm trying it, to say. Uh, yeah, it's still a thing here. Like people, o- old people. So what do you, what do you expect? I've played shuffleboard before. It's
0: no, it's fun. Okay. They have yeah. it at bars. Yeah.
1: yeah, they do have it at bars. But yeah. like, I saw that and I was like, of course,
0: of no, course. I did the same thing because I watched the Abercrombie documentary the day it came out, and I did the same thing as soon as they panned out, and I read Saint Petersburg shuffleboard club. I was like, of fucking course, of course, there's a Tampa reference. Like it's you can't escape it. You can't escape it here. Um, but, no, it's fantastic because, you know, number one, they actually wrote down – I mean, there's literally so many quotes. And these are just from comedies, right? What are some of your
1: favorites? These are just comedies. So they don't even get into – you know dramas, which I know you and I have talked about this as yes. well, because it's also in dramas. Like recently, we just reviewed *The Lost City*. Yeah. there was a Sarasota reference in that. Yeah, in that show. And when I
0: talked about Jack Reacher, he literally comes to Georgia and he's like, "Oh, I just got off the bus from Tampa." And I was like, "Of all fucking places, like why?" And I
1: mean, you know, like listed here in these article is like *Superstore*, *The Simpsons*. Um,
0: a lot of Tina Fey. A lot
1: of Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Do you think she went to Tampa one time and was just like I'm going to I have to make jokes about this cuz I feel like she's one of the bigger offenders.
0: Oh, for fucking sure. I think she came here once was like this is a trash city and I'm just going to use it for the butt of all of my jokes. Um It's
1: in Modern Family. Uh what what am I I'd forgotten about this cuz I it's been a while since I've seen Modern Family, but like Haley Dunphy has a quote in one of the episodes and she goes, "Hey guys, what's with all the duck face? You all look like you're at a bachelorette party in Tampa. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. It's just funny. Like, I don't get Like, are there any in here that you find funny, Jade? Any of the quotes that you found that were kind of, like, uh, stood out to you?
0: Oh, um, I mean, I just love like a lot of the references. Like, this one's from the Mindy Project, or a, a character <laughs> named Josh says, I, I always wanted to live in Tampa. get okay, one of those big beige houses on the golf course. Jose Canseco on one side. Canal full of gators on the other. Throw a hot dog at a gator and see if he eats it. And I was like... That is so fucking accurate in this weird way that I was like, Jesus Christ, are we really like – that's that's us. That's – yeah.
1: So they try to explain in, in several different ways in another article why Tampa is the butt of the joke for everything. And I think the one theory I can most closely relate to is that Tampa is – kind of a blank slate like yeah they kind of go on in the article to explain like you know orlando is very family friendly it's where people have well, been to go to people Disney. think
0: although it's funny because people only think of the theme parks but downtown orlando oh. is a whole other ball game jade
1: i actually saw something a joke and it, it felt very tampa joke but it was actually an orlando joke and if yes. you've lived in orlando you understand this he goes dude when I hear people talk about Orlando, I feel like I've had the most Orlando experience. He goes, I was mugged twice in the same weekend. Yes. And I was like, yes. Yes.
0: yes. Like, I know 100%. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Because he told this whole story about like getting mugged twice. And I was like, dude, that is Orlando. That like, is Orlando. I have been to yeah. the sketchiest parts of Orlando. Downtown and
0: Orlando is a different game than Disney and Universal and, and all that jazz.
1: Even if you step a little outside of downtown Orlando, you go on the wrong side of the highway. Like, yeah. honestly, I've been to sketchy ass places in the middle of Tampa. Nothing has scared me like Orlando has. <laughs> and I mean like when I hear people being like oh I love it I'm like what part of Orlando have you been yeah. to and they're like Disney, Drive." you haven't yeah. been you haven't been to fucking Orlando don't don't tell me you have like you, yeah. unless you've been walking on Orange Blossom Trail
0: Disney at like one in the morning it's it's own city it's an island just, it okay. literally is yeah so people who don't know Magic Kingdom is an island just it, so you know
1: Literally. It is. But it's literally not. It's literally not. Like, if you've been to Disney, so. it's like saying you've been to Orlando and going to Disney is the equivalent of like saying, I went to Cancun in Mexico at one of those resorts that have like fucking <laughs> <Like> AK 47s. <Santa's. laughs> like, nothing's no. getting in there to like, you know, bother your experience. That's exactly it. Like, if you say you've been to Orlando and been like, oh. You
0: no, know I'm saying like yeah. people think International Drive is like Orlando. It's not. And it's not.
1: What's, what's funny is that's, I don't even think that's in the city it's limits not. of Orlando. It's, it's literally not. Literally not. Like,. Oh, God, but But that joke was funny. But yeah, uh, yeah, going on with the thing, like, I think it's because, you know, Orlando's family friendly-ish. People have that perception. Miami is kind of like sexy. sexy, nightclubs. Yeah, Yeah. like South Beach kind of thing. Even if you haven't been to Miami, I feel like you have an idea. Tampa, like, people know the name. Like, if you say, hey, I'm from Tampa, they're like, oh, Yeah. Yeah. Cool, I, my my cousin's from there or some shit yeah. like that. Well, because
0: we have a few, we're in a few movies and our sports yeah. teams, obviously, are really we have good. Box. We,
1: we have Tom the, Brady, the
0: fucking lightning, like, that want the, oh, the Stanley Cup back yeah. to back.
1: But I feel like they get outshone by the average person by Tom Brady because no one can name a player on outside out of tampa no one can name a player on Tilly okay Atlanta. i
0: was like i can, Nampa, you you're can right. name but you outside, of, you're outside a, of tampa as a
1: normal person they're like i don't know like my mom can name tom brady and she doesn't watch sports. i'm like, like you mean like, cooch yeah Couch, <laughs> Couch, Ruff, come up. You I, up? I have a signed jersey Brayden, in my closet okay I, i'm <laughs> a fan <laughs> um, but you know like i think it's just that since tampa doesn't really have mm-hmm. an identity that people understand yes that you can paint it as everything Florida, yeah, everything that people think of Florida. A, you can just paint you're it in right.
0: There. It's a big enough city that people know the name. They know it's in Florida, so yeah. it's essentially you get your Florida joke in, but without but you get to pinpoint a specific place.
1: And someone, and in one of the articles too, are it says like Tampa is just a funny word, and I'm like, it kind yeah. of is.
0: Yeah, one <laughs> like, comedian said it's an easy joke because it's a two syllable word, so it hits fast. You're not saying like. Minneapolis, you know what I mean? And so the way that like the word lands, just I don't know, it just works. And I feel
1: like too that Tampa has gotten a bad rap in some ways, like because we've had several Super Bowls. We had the Republican National Convention like 10 years ago in 2012. Yeah. And I feel like what gets highlighted every single time. These are strip clubs. The
0: strip clubs, man. They always well, get highlighted. I mean, hello. We talked on multiple movies. Yeah. And you Here, Magic Mike, Zola, Spring Breakers. Like, they all are focused strip around clubs. Tampa strip clubs. <laughs> and it's funny because, yes, we have, like, quite a few strip clubs. But we're, like, nowhere near actual really large metro like we're cities. we're not Vegas. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean,
1: there's some decent strip I've been to a couple of strip clubs I think it's just because
0: we're a little bit more fast and loose with the strip club laws here which Maybe. is why Zola I think the reason because it's based on a true story why those women came here because they can make more money because here they allow like full I think full nudity they do full
1: nudity at some of the yeah. strip clubs here like at the juice bars because you can't yeah. have alcohol and then
0: like but a lot of the counties we in Florida, were in the paper like national news because Joe Redner who yeah. owns the majority of the strip clubs here who also owns Cigar City Brewing well did um, actually his
1: son well he well, owns it but like his son was the one that owned, he, oh, kind he of, created yeah. it with his Jerry dad's Judy. strip money
0: yeah <laughs> You know what I mean? But like, no, he he basically fought because they were trying to get rid of lap dances here. Um, so we made national news.
1: He's actually had several high-profile lawsuits for like (laughs) freedom of speech. Yes, Yes, he he has. I think he ran for Senate or like Congress one time. Something
0: and I lost so hard. I was like, okay, Joe Redner. But he
1: would make the crazy Honestly, though, I would vote for Joe Redner over a lot of people. Like, if Joe Redner and I look at like the slate of people, I'd be like, he's not that bad.
0: He's not that bad, right, like speaking of, I love this one quote from Saturday Night Live where Jeremy Renner plays this like fake uh, mayor of Tampa, so fucking funny. And she was like, uh, "The person who's joining us now is the mayor of Tampa, also known as Derek Fat Deuce Derek." He's like, "Hey, homie, where you at, Jill Kelly? Oh, she fun. She liked the fun one. Tampa, all fun. Tampa got everything: cigars, Jill Kelly, tattoos, loose murders, and a gutted out Applebee's you can fight in." <laughs>
1: That was the quote I saw. That was the quote I was looking at next, and like it's, like, it's like a gutted out apple piece you can find. It,
0: it is weirdly so accurate. Cigars, <laughs> well, tattoos, loose murders. But, but honestly, that's part of the Tampa story. Like, do we know, have another serial killer? Oh, I think we do. We do.
1: Yeah, but it, that doesn't even face us. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we're just not even it's worried about it. It's like... are just like it's life. Anyway, if you are reading the Tampa Bay Times and you're a local, or just live in Florida in general, read these articles. Like Google, you know this because it, it's yeah. it's worth the read. Like and I'll there's post so the links
0: references. on um our socials as yeah. well if you guys want to take a like look, look if you're interested, especially if again if you're a local listener. It, it's but,
1: fantastic. Like it, there's some amazing
0: but again it, information. It validates us so much because I'm like we've been talking about this, but it's nice to know finally that someone
1: wrote about it. I'm like because yeah. we need more of this. Like I I literally sent an email to the reporter. And I'm going to probably email him again. I was like, hey, can we talk to you about this and also can you write more of this because yeah this, well, i feel so validated
0: he has a, a submission so at the bottom of the article that where he does all the quotes he's like if you find more like you can oh, email him and he'll continue to emailing. add to the list i'm
1: gonna start emailing him all the time now like i'm just gonna start he's noting like, it Jesus every time Christ,
0: this fucking guy again oh this
1: fucking guy again uh but anyway jade we you watched the uh and we both watched this this week and uh, what's it called it's called white hot
0: yeah right? the rise and fall of Abercrombie and fitch
1: mm, so not only does it have a Tampa reference in it but like This was a good documentary. This
0: I loved this documentary. I think they did such a good job of telling the story. The the music was fantastic. The visuals. Um I mean it was just also super fascinating. Like I think everyone, of course, knows Abercrombie and Fitch was really racist. Not only in their marketing and like not only in their designs, but also, like, in terms of how they hired, like, everyone knew they only hired hot people. They hot only put people. hot people on the front, but also hot white people. Um, but I didn't realize there was just so much more going on behind the scenes. And It was
1: insane. Like the stuff
0: with the models, like, I just, it was, a, yeah. It, I had just,
1: forgotten some of this. Like, I remember when Public Opinion turned against Evercoming and Finch. Oh, yeah. Because, and it was unspoken. Like, I remember mm-hmm. as a, probably teenager, like Abercrombie and Fish was just a hot thing. Like people wanted it. Like people wanted yeah. to wear it.
0: All the I remember people all the popular kids it. were like wearing Abercrombie and Fish. A- am I
1: crazy in remembering this, but didn't some of their original magazines actually have nudity in it?
0: They absolutely
1: right? did. I said this to someone. and Someone yeah. was like, "No, they never had nudity." I was like, "They, they absolutely no, they had nudity." They talk
0: about it in the documentary. Like a lot of these like, young gay men were like, we would keep the Abercrombie and Fitch catalogs like as if they were like porn mags. Yeah, because it wasn't and they had
1: men and women naked. Well, and, yeah,
0: because it was men and women naked. But men it and mainly women, men. <laughs> but mainly men. But yeah. like, but that was the thing is like they were like we could essentially get away with having this at the time when they were so closeted because it wasn't like a porno mag. It was just like a fashion magazine. But, it, but like, I remember that being. A controversy because, men.
1: like, kids would want that magazine, the yes. teenagers, and like,
0: well, and most it was parents didn't nudity. realize because the front picture wasn't anything no. super scary, it was what they had in the stores, so they were probably like, Okay, yeah, here's ivory Crummy and fitch catalog, whatever, find some cute clothes, and you're flipping through being like, Holy oh, my shit. God. <laughs> yeah, one girl <laughs> talked about how she would take because, you know, they had the, the models printed on the bags. Like she would literally cut the like black and white hot male models off the bags and put them in her locker. And yeah. I, oh, my God, Josh, there's this one part where they interview one of the models and he was like, I'm the armpit guy. And they switched to the photo. And I was like, oh, my God, Are I was <laughs> fucking in love with this man. I died I literally was like I, can't, I so remember his face it's like seared in my brain and that exact photo the pose of like he has like his arm up and you just see his like his armpit and his armpit here and he's like so hot and I was like God I this is like yeah. such a weird strong visceral memory for me.
1: So, Jade, let me ask you this, though, because I was, I, I alternated when I was a teenager, so I was fairly skinny at one point and then was overweight, but, like, even so, my proportions never, ever matched Abercrombie oh. & Fitch. I didn't know anyone who actually could, like, I knew, like, maybe one person that could wear Abercrombie & Fitch no, on a regular basis.
0: I know a lot of people that wore Abercrombie & Fitch, but... Mind you, so I was a teenager in the mid two thousands. So like I went to high school between like two thousand and four, five ish, two
1: thousand
0: and nine. Mm-hmm. And um so at that time that was like women especially the thing was to be extremely skinny, like extremely, yes. extremely skinny. This was the height of low-rise low rise jeans. Jesus fucking Christ. Remember those out, are, like Those are so The weird. worst. Muffin tops abounds. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, and so I remember a lot of, like most girls could wear Abercrombie and Fitch, but like I had very wide hips and thighs, mm. and I also had larger breasts. Like I was, you know, a C cup, whereas most of my friends were A's and B's. So like, all their tops would basically were like these stretched out baby doll tees. And on midriffs me. were a
1: thing. Yeah. During mid, that time. Yeah,
0: but that's the thing is like I couldn't even get it like the armpit cut on it was weird oh because my of my breasts. Literally, it was like it would like cut up to my armpits. And then the jeans could not fit around my hips, and my thighs, and nothing made me feel like more like shit mm. than being in that terrible fucking lighting in those dressing rooms, trying on jeans that could not fit me despite the sizes. And the oh. sizes were all off. Like this I don't. Okay, I can go on a whole rant about <laughs> <a> women's clothing <laughs> sizes, but like, literally, like, I think the closest thing to fitting me at the time was like a twelve, which was the highest size they went to. Jesus fuckers! And I was like, I know for a fact I'm not a twelve because at that time I would buy Pacsun jeans, and I was a size three, which like I'm definitely not a size three now. So that's <laughs> fucking wild to me that I was a three and you I still couldn't fit into. I couldn't fit into a twelve. I'd ever come in fish. It was just bullshit. Also. I was, I'm very sensitive to smell, and that goddamn Fierce it by Abercrombie, intense. like, and when they, they mentioned about, it, and I was like, holy shit, it did
1: have a smell, like, I remember you could walk past a fucking yeah. Abercrombie and pitch. and not only did you get the, like, <laughs> <laughs> like the fucking yeah. music, but, like, there was also, the like, scent. that scent.
0: Well, they all talk about, like, that's what they did, they literally would just spray yeah. constantly all the fucking time, and... Oh my God. There was just so, it was just so crazy. Too. And I, you
1: remember, you remember the actual people that were like the shirtless people that would stand outside?
0: Yeah. the ho- are, I used to be- are you joking me? As a young, <laughs> as a young woman, there was just hot, hot shirtless yeah, men.
1: All the time. Yeah. Outside the store. Like, I remember yeah. that was weird because like, even in my small town, I remember passing an Abercrombie and Fitch. Be- and It was, it was, it felt so out of place for where I was.
0: Because I think some of them were teenagers. Like they're minors. They were teenagers. Yeah. I think all of them I were teenagers. Yeah.
1: I don't remember an Abercrombie and Fitch store that didn't have teenagers. Unless you
0: days. lived in a college town. Yeah, you even it was in a teens. college town, those
1: people are like well, 17 18 19 years old like
0: well because col- well, and what's they said in the documentaries they tried to target college towns cuz they wanted fraternity yeah. men well, and sorority I did, did a women college town. right like,
1: so that's what we saw yeah, yeah. and so it's,
0: yeah you're getting your teen but like if you didn't live in a college town and you're just in suburbia it's mainly teenagers that work at the mall you know what i mean so it's like you're getting teen kids that are being sexualized like 100% ugh.
1: and you know you know what was funny is watching this and kind of reliving part of my childhood because i was I was notating, and they brought this up a little bit during the documentary, but, like, Mm -hmm. I was notating the rise of social media platforms. And I was remembering other benchmarks while they were talking about this. I'm like, of course, this perfect storm of them falling happened around this time. Because, like, they became very popular in, like, the late 90s and, like, early, early 2000s. And this was before, people forget this, but, like, Facebook was, like, 2004,
0: so, well, so, like, Facebook wasn't even open to the public until 2008. Eight, yeah. That's when, yeah, because like, prior to that, you had to have a .edu email address. And Twitter
1: didn't launch till what? 2008, 2009. Nine, 2008, or 9. I remember
0: being on. I got it senior year of high school.
1: I remember getting it when I was in news. I worked in broadcast news. Yeah. And, like, everyone was getting a Twitter because journalists were getting on it. Politicians mm-hmm. were getting on it. And that's just where a place, like, and it still is today, like, where you got your news. So, yeah. like, it was a natural thing for us to get on. And that really wasn't a thing either during this. But, like, as you were watching the rise and fall yeah. of, like, controversy, they were like, oh, 2006, we had a controversy. I'm like, yeah, because people were able to share their ideas on social media. And then, like, later in the 2000s, they're like, we had more yeah. controversy. I'm like, yeah, because people were on Twitter talking about it. 2006,
0: it was a blog. But really, the craziest thing to me, I didn't even realize this, but was the court case at the Supreme Court court. I, I mean, didn't realize we, that was a thing. I didn't you, realize same. that was because of Aaron Fitch. Like no. I mean, the whole
1: reason we have this like religious liberty clause yeah. is because of this woman who basically over her headscarf over her religious yeah. headscarf and yeah. I was like I'm calling went, it the wrong thing right like well she's I'm,
0: wearing hijab yeah, and, here we go and, and I was and, like
1: there's a name and I couldn't think of it yes
0: and so she went to interview she was wearing everything else that they would typically want you to wear in an interview she had a friend who worked there she
1: was also brown so that was no,
0: yeah. at the time but a negative for so on their sheets when they interview you they have to like they have this check mark system and so she checked off that she was like part, like great for everything else but in the note she said wore a black headscarf and um so these Apparently, go all the way to corporate. This is like how fucking micromanaging bullshit yeah. that they do. And so, corporate saw it was like, no, she can't work here. And then they try to play it off as like, well, it doesn't go against our brand standards. Like, we number one, we don't wear black. Number two, like, we don't allow anyone to wear anything on their heads. Yeah. But it's like, she's like, well, this is my religious belief. Like, I can only wait, like I wear this and I will only ever wear this like in this position and like you can't discriminate me for that and they took it all the way to the fucking Supreme Court whereas a normal company would just settle and be like, okay, we'll make like an exception and change our policies, whatever. But, no, they like dug their fucking heels in and they were like, this is our brand. And like, we're not going to compromise it for anyone. Went to the Supreme Court was almost unanimous against Abercrombie, except for um, Clarence, Thomas. Clarence Thomas. So this was a fantastic documentary. We highly recommend you guys watch it, especially if you're interested in things like this. Um, but again, it's it's white hot, it's the good. rise and fall of Abercrombie and Fitch on Netflix. And
1: Jada's 90 minutes.
0: Oh, I know. Not- mm. Beautiful.
1: Movie
0: review,
1: first look. We haven't talked at all about our movie. movie this week, which is Spider-Man: No Way Home. And uh let's let's go to you. What some brief thoughts on this movie?
0: So, mine are very much opposite of yours. Um,
1: I, we don't know that yet.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I think this is the best Spider-Man film to date for mm-hmm. Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I think. Here's where we get the first glimpse of the Spider-Man that feels the most familiar. That's from the comics. You know, if you think about his first two films, he's immediately met in Homecoming by Tony Stark. Tony Stark is kind of the catalyst for him becoming this greater superhero, um, gives him his new suit, the nano suit. And then obviously, like... Um, you know, his second, like he, well, he, you know, fought Thanos, became one of the Avengers, and then the second film, you kind of see him really getting to do a big adventure on his own with Mysterio, but that kind of backfires, right? Shoots himself in the foot with the whole thing. His identity is revealed. So, to me, this movie felt the most in line with the traditional Spider-Man that, like, I know, that I love from the comics. I think this played on a lot of nostalgia because it's the multiverse, so we have... All the villains and the, spoiler, Spider-Man from, you know, the other universes. Yep.
1: If you haven't seen this yet, like, it's been out for a while, right? It was in theaters. This has been
0: spoiled from, like, day one. Yeah, I mean, you know I mean, what I mean? like,
1: everyone knows. There's been memes about yeah. it. Everyone knows yeah. what's in, yeah. Well, they've
0: been doing interviews now yeah. and stuff like that. But anyways, so yeah, so, like, to me this, I don't know, I think this is putting Tom Holland and the new Spider-Man in a place that I think it needed to be prior to this film. So
1: kind of like a reset. This, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this, this really felt like a reset for the franchise yes. for me. I think, and I think this is much more of a me problem, but I I think there are people in my in my camp. I I am getting Marvel fatigue. I think that's just it. Like I, I've talked about this like with Shang-Chi when we reviewed that. I feel like this very is a much, problem. I think it is. Like I feel like there is but I feel like there's a there's a formula to Marvel movies now. There's never much that goes outside. There there's a very small chunk, we'll talk about after the break, of this mm-hmm. movie that I thoroughly I was like, this oh my God. is what I wish the entire movie was. The rest of it was a giant setup for Doctor Strange, I felt, and I don't know what the other half of it was. There was a lot oh of explaining God. and things that happened where I'm just like, I don't
0: care. <sighs> well, I'll, I don't care. There I'll explain where I to like, you why it's important <laughs> and I, I why because needed Maybe I can this. go back and
1: watch it and appreciate it, but there were there were whole chunks of this movie where I was just like, I would rather be playing on my phone. I don't care about what's happening on screen right now. Oh my God. I don't care.
0: So like for me, I feel like this movie was needed. What we didn't need was... Shang Chi, Eternals, Morbius, like
1: I'm totally fine with all of that. I, we don't need. I have any no of desire that. to see the Eternals. I have no desire to see and the I Morbius. I feel
0: like if they weren't overproducing all this other bullshit, this probably wouldn't Maybe. feel as like well, exhausting. I'm also
1: watching literally everything all that comes shows. out of Disney Plus. So yeah. like you know, I'm watching Moon Knight right now, um, which is just okay. Like, yeah, it's not great. It's it's okay okay but i mean and i'm trying to think of what else i uh, just recently watched uh what was the other marvel that was just right before moon Knight? there was another series that hawkeye? just hawkeye i, ne- I still yeah. never finished it jade like it just
0: oh my god I just, there's just, really important things in hawkeye see
1: that's i don't you know what oh i god. need i just want i want like someone to put together a trailer for me of like hey if you didn't watch ant-man just these are the things that are important if you didn't watch hawkeye here's 30 okay. seconds okay well i'll
0: I'll do
1: that for you, Josh, because... This might be one of the most contested movies in the last few months that we've done. (laughs) So stick around (laughs) after the break. We're going to be reviewing Spider-Man No Way Home.
0: review because you have all this shit to say and I'm going to come fucking at uh, you with good. this.
1: I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm excited. God. And now, our feature presentation. When you botched that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker spider man We started getting some visitors.
0: From every
1: There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple of magic words myself, starting with the word please. Please, Scooby-Doo this crap. And we're back with our movie review of Spider-Man No Way Home. And Jade, I'm just going to toss it right over to you. Because I literally, mm-hmm. Jade, you're going to be mad. I have no notes for the first half of the movie. <laughs> my god. That's how much I dislike the first half of the movie. I- I as don't... far as I'm concerned, it could have started... With the multiverse, with all the Spider-Men coming through. That's where it could have started.
0: No, 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 no. (laughs) You needed everything else.
1: You you need to convince the audience and me.
0: So, essentially, let's just get into it. So, (laughs) the beginning of this film follows literally immediately after the events of Far From Home where Mysterio I would like reveals Peter Parker Spider-Man's identity as Peter Parker.
1: I don't even remember what happened in Far From Home. I don't I...
0: So basically in Far <laughs> From Home he's fighting Mysterio, Mysterio using the fake holograms and projector or whatever he's filming them fighting together. But then he creates a fake version of himself being like Spider-Man's gone crazy, he's trying to kill me. So then in the end he's like Spider Man is actually Peter Parker, and then Mysterio, like, dies or whatever. So, Jake, everyone
1: Jake Gyllenhaal played Mysterio, so that makes sense. Yes, yeah. He seems very like a Mysterio. Yeah.
0: Like a villain. <laughs> like he's a real villain. <laughs> but, yeah, so anyway, so, like, he's painted him as Spider Man's this vigilante killer. And of course, it doesn't help that we had J. Jonah Jameson for the Daily Bugle, which is also played by J.K. Simmons, who was J. Jonah Jameson and Sam Raimi's version of Spider Man with uh, Tobey Maguire. Yes. So, you know now that his identity is revealed people think that he's a murderer so he's now kind of on the run um and so at this point you know like peter is just trying to like hide out he goes back to his house where we find out that may and happy were dating may just got oh, yeah. happy um and then everyone starts harassing peter but um, It's funny, though, because I love this version of J. Jonah Jameson in this universe because he's clearly, as you actually texted this to me, is a riff of Alex Jones. Yes. So I, I picked
1: that up immediately. So, like, it... I love this version of him because it is it is a modern day version. So those of you who don't know, Jay what's his name again? I don't Jay remember. Jonah Jameson. He, he's again the editor of the Daily Bugle. So he's you mm-hmm. know, if you go to like the Spider Man ride in Orlando, he's always the guy screaming all the time. Yes, he's and a cigar he's like, Need it's the headlines. Like he reminds me of like the old yeah. news adage, like if it bleeds it leads, mm-hmm. like kind of a thing. But I love this modern take on him because he is literally Alex Jones yeah. from it's InfoWars, right? That's Yeah.
0: Especially is, they make the reference when he's like selling supplements. Yeah.
1: So he's he's pushing these conspiracy theories all yeah. surrounding Spider-Mans. And then I'm like, oh my god, he's Alex Jones. What's he going to do? Ne-? I literally yeah. said this out loud, Jay. Said, what's he going to do next? Sell me some product. And then yeah. he was like, and well, here's my neutral d- product. And I was like, he is, is fucking, fucking Alex S- Jones. Jones. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's such a great reference. I love this kind of like modern take on this character. Um, So then after that, we get peter mj ned happy and may are all questioned basically in this you know events and they're like you need a lawyer well this part i fucking love so as they go back to may's apartment who shows up to be his lawyer none other than matt murdoch aka daredevil from the netflix series
1: so this again jay here's my problem so okay. I forgot, I knew he was Daredevil, but I forgot he was a fucking lawyer, because I didn't watch Daredevil, because I didn't like, I'm sorry, I didn't like it, I didn't like Daredevil.
0: You didn't need to watch the note, like, that's the whole fucking purpose of Daredevil in the comics, is he is a lawyer for Hell's Kitchen, and he's blind, that's, I didn't know that. So here's the other reference, Joshua. I
1: was like, why the fuck is Daredevil here? I was
0: like, like, why the fuck, like, that's all I thought. Okay, okay, Josh, (laughs) all right, let me, let me speak. So. This takes place right before the events of Hawkeye because this is summer to winter. The film ends in winter. That's when Hawkeye begins because it's Christmas. And Hawkeye, the main villain, is Kingpin, which is William Fisk, played by William or, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, who was the Kingpin in the Daredevil series, along with Charlie Cox, who played Matt Murdock, who appeared in this okay. movie. So they're starting to connect the Daredevil, basically, t- like uh, characters and um the series with the mcu which they were always supposed to be part of the mcu so this is our first crossover of these characters is
1: there more daredevil to come i thought that, like that whole storyline was over
0: well because obviously netflix all their contracts got canceled after disney purchased the rights to all marvel oh, does that mean we're gonna get
1: some disney plus daredevil so
0: disney plus just removed all of the netflix MCU shows—they're no longer on Netflix. They are uh. now on Disney Plus. So they are going to be incorporating these characters, I think, into the other shows. I don't think they're necessarily going to continue, like films and movies, with them. But it's really this kind of a funny scene because uh, John Favreau, who plays Happy Hogan, and yeah. right, he was Foggy Nelson in the Daredevil movie in 2015 with, um, oh my god, Ben Affleck, DJ.
1: Here, here's why I say if uh, one, I, I like. So look, I love superhero movies. Like I, I, I've talked about the original Spider Man being my favorite. I feel like there's just too much Marvel right now. You're oversaturated with Marvel, and if you don't watch all of them and don't get all the references, you don't get to appreciate the movies you want to watch. And oh I, God. I want, I want like you know what I need. Before every Marvel movie, I need literally someone to write me like a three-minute trailer oh that's God. like John, here are all the things. But here's that you the need thing: you to. didn't
0: need to know that Jean Favreau played another version of Foggy Nelson. It's just a fun nod. It's just kind of fun. Yeah. It's it's a fun fact. It's a little trivia. Anyways, so after <laughs> that happens. Um, you find out that Peter, MJ, and Ned are all trying to apply to MIT, and I love this one scene of so Betty Brant's the blonde girl who always does like the morning news, and um, this is just like a, a little like thing where she says "Go get him, Tiger," which is what Mary Jane says in all the comics, and also um, Kirsten Dunst's version Mary Jane says in the Sam Raimi ones. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But I love this scene, though, when they're on the roof, um, MJ and Peter, and she's reading the news, and she's like, some suggest that Parker's powers include the male spider's ability to hypnotize females. He's like, (laughs) stop, come on. She's like, yes, my spider lord.
1: (laughs) Which, by the way, is the best bit of acting we get from her the entire movie.
0: Oh, for sure. So, but at this point, essentially, Peter, like, none of them get into the college of their dreams. And so he decides that in order to resolve this, he wants to go to Doctor Strange to see if he can turn back time. And Doctor Strange is like, yeah, remember, we can't do that. The time stone doesn't exist anymore. We destroyed all the stones. So instead, he's like, well, I can make everyone forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So this is basically the catalyst for the rest of the film. And so he starts this spell. And as he's doing it, Peter keeps interrupting him. And he's like, wait, d- can you make sure that MJ knows I'm, I'm you know, s- like Spider-Man would have been dead M- and, and, and happy. And it's so like five times as he's casting yeah.
1: the spell. He's like, Jesus kid, no he more, no yeah. more. Okay. so doctor,
0: It's like he's fucking the spell up. And then by the end, you see that they end up riff, like ripping a hole into the multiverse. And this essentially allows <laughs> all these people to enter into their universe. And so the concept is that everyone from these other universes are being pulled in because they know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man or they know Peter yeah. Parker and Spider-Man. Um, so we see the very first villain because basically Doctor Strange is like, like if you've done everything that you can, if you talk to them and Peter's like, Oh, I can talk to them <laughs> 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 like
1: I oh love, by God. the way, the first the first um, person is Doctor Ock. Like, oh yeah, because yeah. he was one of my favorite villains of all. I of love the, Doc Ock. Yeah, he was yeah. The best.
0: So they had this like fight on the bridge, and like you know, you see Doc Ock is the first person to arrive. Which this is really funny, as I am. Alfred Molina said he wouldn't do the movie unless they digitally de-aged him to be the same age as he was in the movies. Yeah, because I kind of get it. The I, I kind of get it. The idea is like they're. They're pulled from different timelines, right? So they and his fu-
1: movie was what, like,
0: it's a fifteen fr-
1: years ago, right? Something yeah, like that, like a while ago, ago. Yeah.
0: So he was like, I don't want to do it unless he digitally DH me, um, which I was like, that's fascinating. But um, and then right after Doc Ock and Peter kind of gets a hold of him and. Takes him down. Green Goblin arrives. Which, <laughs> by the way, but, it,
1: but it's not the Green Goblin. It's not the latest not Green Goblin. It's
0: not Dane DeHaan's Green Goblin from it's Amazing. William
1: it's William Defoe's Green Goblin. The
0: best fucking Green re-
1: Goblin. Really? is. You- yeah, I forgot how good he was. Jesus. William Defoe is just good in everything. Like I can't name a thing where I'm like, no. William Defoe is awful." I've like, not
0: here multiple times. Like his performance as Green Goblin is fucking unmatched. Yes. Um, and he plays
1: a crazy person better than anyone.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, it's interesting too, because so he only signed on to this movie if they agreed to let him do all of his own stunts. So he's really? doing the majority of the stunts in this film. Yeah.
1: That's kind of mind blowing because he's he's like a 60 year old man yes. and like there's some
0: yeah. intense stunts. Yeah. Like that's... And then he requested to not be digitally de aged. I'm so fascinated by all of this. So but anyways. I mean, to be
1: fair, William Defoe has always looked like a 60 year old man, even when he was like in his 40s. Oh my
0: God. He's yeah. always,
1: he has these deep wrinkles. You
0: wouldn't. Honestly, unless you went back and watched the original movies of Toby Maguire, you wouldn't think that he aged. Because he dyes
1: his hair or he has a wig at least because yeah. like that can't be his hair.
0: No, he's definitely like – yeah, it's either dyed yeah. or he's wearing a hairpiece. But I love – so essentially they all of a sudden like all disappear and they end up in Doctor Strange's like dungeon cave. <laughs> and I love when um Peter asks like Doc Ock – he's like, I'm sorry – What was your name again? He's like daughter. He's like Doctor Otto Octavius. And then all the like Ned and like MJ and Peter laugh and they're like, wait, no, seriously, what's your (laughs) actual name? (laughs) Stupid. Stupid. And then I love when like um, so he like goes off to go find like the other people, and then the MJ and Ned are like on the phone with him, and she's like, is your tingle tingling? (laughs) And I love it because everyone knows it's the spider sense, but in their universe they call it the tingle and there's so many fucking jokes that they make <laughs> about being called tingle like it's so fantastic but anyway so this is when peter runs into electro so this is the jamie fox electro from amazing spider-man
1: i honestly forgot that jamie fox was a villain in spider-man i i had forgotten that entire sport like that was was that a
0: it was remind me that is amazing spider-man 2
1: so was that andrew garfield
0: that was andrew garfield okay so he's yeah um and so There was a lot of critical reception on that version of Electro. He's from a very specific line of comic books, that character design. So in Amazing Spider-Man 2, um, Jamie Foxx's character basically, like, turned into the CGI, fully electric blue figure. And in the comic books, he's most notably known as this, like, green and yellow jumpsuit. And he has this, like, five-star electric, like, mask on. He has, like, a weird laugh, Yeah, he's, like, kind of maniacal. So... It's interesting what they chose to do in this film to kind of rectify that. So when he first, you know, when. Um, and- Peter first finds him, he states that the energy in this universe is different than his. It's, like, stronger. Mm. So he's no longer pulling the blue energy. It's the yellow energy that's most associated with Electro. And then when Peter gets a hold of him, he, and he's naked, he, like, his figure is returned, <laughs> yeah. he gives him, um, like, this lineman's outfit, which is actually Electro's job in the comics originally was a lineman. That's how he got his powers was he was struck by lightning. Yes. And then Amazing Spider-Man 2's version, he fell into a vat of electric eels. So
1: they're <laughs> kind of like is just funnier. It's it just is funnier. funnier. They they funnier. do mention it later,
0: which I think is so fucking funny. Um, but and I love when like they capture almost all the villains and they go back to the dungeon. And Sandman's there and he's like, "Where are we?" And she's like, "A wizard's dungeon." And Electra's like, "Wizard? A wizard's dungeon?" She's like, "There's no real way to sugarcoat that. It's literally the dungeon of a wizard." <laughs> It's just, like,
1: See, honestly, so can i just fucking say, good. You're delivering MJ's lines way better than Zendaya does it in the movie. Like,
0: Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. I don't understand.
1: Like, I we've talked about Euphoria on this show. And, like, I think Zendaya has the capability to be a decent actress. Yeah. Not a great actress that I've seen so far in any of her acting, but, like, decent yeah. actress. Is it Zendaya? Or is, is just the overall character of, of MJ in any Spider-Man just horrible? Yeah.
0: I just don't think she's well written. You know what I mean? Like, and and I don't know if this was her making character choice or if the director specifically wanted her to act this way. But she's kind of this like deadpan, emotionless person. But I feel like that's every
1: every Spider Man like yes. Kirsten Dunst wasted in the first three Spider Man. Oh
0: my God, yeah. Um, who, who is even Emma MJ Stone character? was Gwen Stacy?
1: That's right. Awful. Yeah. I mean, Emma Stone can be great in certain things, like Cruella. We talked about that. She's won Oscar. Wasted in. In Spider-Man. Yeah. And Zendaya, I feel like the same thing. I feel like yeah. it's just... Is it just a poorly written character? Is that just...
0: They always are because it's every superhero movie, the love interest is just this like side character with almost no autonomy until they become a superhero themselves, which we'll see with, I think, Natalie Portman and Thor Love and Thunder. But-, but
1: even Natalie Portman was a better romantic side piece than like most True. other like yeah. but i mean she was kind of written out of maybe she was just too expensive but like written out of some <laughs> of the thor movies but like i remember that well from- she's
0: coming back for thor love and thunder she's going to become well, a because superhero. she is
1: going to become thor essentially right or wait is, yeah, it, is that a different the, character no no
0: it's a different character she has the powers of thor okay i i, keep, I forget thor the
1: woman thor woman <laughs> they might as well just say that
0: josh <laughs> no shut shut, shut up (laughs) but anyway so essentially though eventually they do find Norman Osborn he's kind of come back out of his like Green Goblin fog with like Aunt May so then he brings them back to the dungeon and then they realize here is when they realize that all of them got pulled into the universe right before they're about to be killed by their universe's yes. Spider-Man. So then Peter decides because Doctor Strange is literally about to send them all back. They have them all there like, in the Let's dungeon. He's like, let send them back." But then Peter's like, "I can't let you do that. You're you're gonna send them back to die. I have to like save them." So he's on this quest to like cure all of them and like turn them back.
1: <laughs> Can I just say I remember vividly this part of the movie? And I remember like Benedict Cumberbatch, like mm-hmm. his character he, Doctor Strange. He's like yeah like basically like yeah well and i'm like that's kind of me
0: but, no, josh i'm 100 <laughs> in the same boat as you i would have been the same way i'd been like are you kidding me this can be over in like two fucking Done. seconds and then back like goodbye because well, a- even dr Strange says like They're supposed to die in their universe. That's how it's supposed to go. Like you're not. I would
1: have sent them back and had zero emotion. I would have gone and gotten ramen right after that.
0: Thousand percent (laughs) would have not even blinked a fucking eye. I would have been like, "Beep, (laughs) bye." You're a fucking villain. Go fuck yourself. Sorry, but anyways. But um, Uh, I do love though that when Spider Man and Doctor Strange they kind of fight over this like cube thing. And so. Oh yeah. Yeah, and Doctor Strange like pushes peter into his astral form but in this astral form you can actually physically see peter's like spider sense around his head which is pretty fucking cool well
1: and also his body continues to, to move. move because of his spider sense. Yes, and Doctor Strange is like, "What? I you ha- shouldn't be able to do this." Yes, this is, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like, it's it's
0: kind of cool. It's it shows you just how powerful Spider Man actually is. Yeah. Um, and he pulls him into the mirror like dimension where they fight, and then I love how Peter basically gets the one up on Doctor Strange because he's like, "Oh my God, this is just math," and then he <laughs> uses fucking math to like get the one up on Doctor Strange and then traps him in the mirror dimension. Um, and then when they go back to the dungeon to like release everyone. I'm sorry. I could not stop laughing for like 20 fucking minutes because they're talking about finding a cure for everyone. And most of these guys are all scientists, right? Yeah. You know? And um, so Peter's like, he's like, yeah, like, I think we do it. And fucking <laughs> Norman Osborne goes, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is the same quote he uses From the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, which is now a very famous meme. Like, anytime you do something weird...
1: like Oh, it's it's the crazy face that he makes, right? Where he's like, I'm something. And he's like, smiling. He's like,
0: you know, I'm... Well, no, it's because in the movie, in the original Spider-Man movie, he says that to Peter um, as he's talking about what Peter wants to do for his future. And he's like, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. (laughs) But people use it as a meme, so it's like... Like, people be like, oh, remember when you used to make potions out of, like, old perfumes and shit? And then they would follow it up with the meme of, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> and I fucking cackled at this line. I, they knew exactly what they were doing.
1: So, can I just say, like, just to yeah. catch the audience up here, who, those of you who still with us, this is literally just, like, an hour's worth of a three-hour movie. So we're everything we've talked about at this point, we're barely halfway through the movie, right, at this point.
0: Yeah, we're starting to kind of get to the, the main arc. Which, and honestly,
1: Jay, I, I I'm just going to say this real quick. Aside from this, this conversation was more enjoyable than me watching the movie for the first time. Like, I'm going to be like, there are parts where I'm just like, I am bored. Like, I am bored. I was sitting there the first half, like, when are we going to get to the stuff I actually care about? Because there are like 10 things in here where I'm just like, okay, we're driving the plot forward, but I don't give a shit. Like.
0: Oh my God. See, I was just excited to see all these like Easter eggs and these things happening. Like, I think if you're like a true, like Spider-Man, like comic Spider-Man fan, like I think this plays into that fandom a lot i think that's the problem
1: like jade you're you're gonna gasp like be ready i never read the comic books (laughs) (laughs) like never never read the comic books so like to me growing up what i understand of spider-man is the original animated series
0: okay okay okay
1: and then toby Maguire followed up by that when i was in my teenage years so like that is what i know of spider-man Like, literally, I've read almost no comics. So, like, Mm. all of the comic book stuff is lost on me. Yeah.
0: See, I feel like I have a stronger connection to this because I read the comics as a kid. And, like... He's like one of my favorite superheroes, but you know, um, I was never, like I said, like I was also critical of Tom Holland's version of Spider Man and the MCU's version of Spider Man. Yeah. Which is why I felt like I liked this one more because it felt more on brand with Spider Man. Oh, 100%. I will say,
1: once you got it, especially when you got, are are we about to get to the re, re, are you about to get to reunifying? Yeah, well, they're
0: getting to, well, no, yeah, so almost. uh, (laughs) We get to basically where the, the script flips. So they get to, they, go to Happy's um, apartment because that's where they're oh, staying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's where Peter's like, I'm going to start curing everyone. It's the first person he fixes is Doc Ock because he fixes the chip in his neck. So yep. Doc Ock is like now on their side. Um, I do love this like little quip though when May meets Doc Ock and she's like thirsty. And he's like, well, yes, I am thirsty. And she's like, fresh water or salt? You know, because you're an octopus. <laughs> he's and like, he's like, what? what? She's like, fresh water <laughs> it is. <laughs> And I was like, (laughs) I think that's the first time, like, they keep making the connection in this universe that he's an octopus. But, like, no one ever made that, like, joke or reference in the first films. Um, But essentially, Peter, his Spidey sense starts tingling. And then he realizes that Norman is now the Green Goblin again. And I love when he's like, Norman. <laughs> he's like, Norman's on sabbatical, honey. <laughs> and I'm like,
1: and Wait, no one does go, crazy like Willem Defoe. It's so
0: good. Yeah. It's so fucking good. He has this like psychotic face. And so, yeah, essentially they get, you know, they start fighting each other. Um, and this is the first time we get to see Electro's new look. So, like, instead of having his like actual like mask, he gets this like electric version yeah. of the mask, which is a really fucking cool choice and a really smart choice, I think, that they made. But, um, yeah, so like, anyways, they start fighting and then they basically, like, destroy the building and they get all the way to the first floor and they barely escape. Green Goblin and all the rest of the villains, they all get out, they all leave. And then it's Peter and May and they both get up and they're, like, dusting themselves off. And he's like, okay, you're good, I'm good. Except Aunt May is not good. Not good. Um, And so...
1: Well, she's not good because of Green Goblin.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. So, because, like, last minute, he throws a bomb at them. Peter thinks he, like... Saved her, but she got hit without knowing it. So right before that, though, she tells him, with great power, there must also come great responsibility. I know
1: that quote, and I knew she was going to die. As soon as she said that, I was like, dead, That's dead.
0: Well, of course, of course, because, you know, we have to follow the same storylines. Uncle Ben dies in the other two Spider-Man's universes. We don't have an Uncle Ben in this universe. So, of course, we finally get the catalyst, which is the death of Aunt May. And I think that's what I was missing, because... In the other two sure, films... I didn't think about that. Yeah. You're right. Because in the other two films, we immediately come out of the gate with Uncle Ben dying. We
1: don't get the tragedy in yeah. Tom Holland's Spider-Man that we exactly. do with the other two. That, I never yeah. thought about that until yeah. this moment. And
0: I think that is what always bothered me because he's so plucky, happy-go-lucky, and, and it just doesn't seem real enough It doesn't to seem me. Spider-Man because yes. literally
1: Spider-Man is tragedy. It,
0: right. He's burdened with this. I mean, yeah. he's still a funny, sarcastic character in the comics, but he has that kind of that thing that... that has, he has to struggle with constantly, yes. you know? But
1: I will say, Jade, I think we're getting to the point now where I actually start yes. paying attention, and yeah. this is the part so of the movie So this is that I where
0: lost. I think everyone pretty much, like, lost their absolute shit. So it goes back to, like, Ned's house, and he's he stole, like, Doctor Strange's ring, and he ends up accidentally conjuring a portal, because he's trying to look for He's like, Peter! And Spider-Man jumps out, only, dun, 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 it's Andrew Garfield! Oh. Uh, <laughs> which... It was a really funny, a fun piece of trivia. Uh, apparently, Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire snuck into the movie premieres in LA um, just to see the audience reaction to them coming in, wow, which fantastic. I was like, "Can you, like, that had to give them the biggest fucking ego boost yeah, in the world?" You know course. what I mean? Like,
1: I was like, cheering and I was just here with my wife, like, same. and I was like, "Ah!" I oh, I out. screamed, like, yeah. and it was like my part by
0: myself. You yeah. know what I mean? So Andrew comes out and. Um, of course they're freaking out because they're like who are you and i love that they try to make him prove like that he's spider-man <laughs> they're like crawling the ceiling He's like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna. I'm <laughs> gonna do that and then he finally does and then he's like his grandma's like while you're up there can you like get that, get that spider, spider, spider wave and he's cr-
1: like sure, sure yeah just <laughs> And he, like, kind of just,
0: he's like... it's like, <laughs> it's so fucking good. So then they're, like, okay, well, we need to get our Peter. So then they conjure another portal, and then out walks Tobey Maguire, but he's, like, in just normal clothes. Yeah. And then Ned's, like, like... who are you? He's, like, great. It's just some random guy. <laughs> but- <laughs> no, I'm, I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. So then Ned's, like, wait, so you're Spider-Man too? Why don't you just say that? And he's, like, I generally don't go around advertising <laughs> it. kind of defeats the whole anonymous superhero thing. And Andrew's, like, I literally just said that. <laughs> Okay, so
1: then they can, can I say agree yeah. You know what's funny about this? I hated I think like most fans, I hated the Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans. Like I didn't enjoy them, didn't think they were that great, and and I know they're a little different from like Tommy McGuire, and maybe yeah. that's the reason. But like he was my favorite in this movie he of all the Spider-Man. I thought hilarious. I was gonna
0: hilarious. I thought
1: I was gonna be like, "Oh, Tommy McGuire is my favorite because of nostalgia," but like,
0: he was the, great. The smartest decision I did was play on the fact that his films were the worst, so they kind <laughs> of made it seem like he was like the low rent Spider-Man version, like the low rent version of all of them, and so they, he brought that into his character and he worked so fucking well. Um also oh. by the way, this is the first live action film for Toby Maguire since Pond Sacrifice in 2014. So that was 7 years. I
1: don't even know what that movie is. Punts Sa- uh,
0: Yeah. What no, is that? Some straight to DVD movie. What the f- No idea.
1: I-, I remember I remember him being in Spider-Man 3, Sea Biscuit and like he fell off the face Great of The Great Gatsby. Earth. Oh, fuck Gatsby, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. where was he after that?
0: Because, like, he did one other film past 2014, but he did a voice in Boss Baby, but he has not physically been no in a film since 2014. That's
1: insane. Did he just, like... I mean, he must still be getting checks from Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, right? Yeah. Like, I don't
0: know. I, you know, and, but honestly, though, after watching this, I'm like, I want to see more stuff. 100%. I, I really do. He's a good actor. I
1: mean, he was... He, in the early 2000s, you could say the to- name Toby Maguire, and everyone knew who that was.
0: Everyone. Oh, my God. You know yeah, Toby yeah.
1: Maguire. Like, it's crazy.
0: Um, So, yeah, and, like... Basically, they go and they find, you know, Tom Holland's, like, Spider-Man, whatever. They convince him to go back and, like, create all these, like, cures or whatever. So they go to their high school laboratory. Um, and then um, I love when, like, like, Ned asks them. He's like, oh, so do you guys, like, have a, have a best friend in your universe, too? Like, trying to find the other universe, him. And they're like, yeah, until he turned evil and tried to kill me. And then Ned's <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. And then, you know, they're, so they're, like, reminiscing and... I thought this was actually kind of interesting too, is that um Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield actually came up with their own backstories for what their Peter Parker's did past their films. Interesting. Yeah. Um it's like this was a writer's consultant with them. They're like, So what do you think like happened to your Peter? And so they yeah, so they kind of came up with these ideas of like, I think Toby's is still with Mary Jane, he worked things out, I think nice. they're still together. Okay. And then Andrew Garfield was kind of like, you know, I think after the death of Gwen Stacy, he's kind of just held that you know, within himself and he hasn't really gotten over it. So that's why he hasn't dated anyone. But um, one of these things I absolutely love is there's a scene where Ned's like, Peter, and then they answer simultaneously. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Did you mean he's like, Peter? Peter, Peter, and they're like we're all called Peter. Peter Parker. Again, we're all Peter Parker. And when they do this, the three of them are pointing at each other, and it's the meme. It's the Spider Man yes. pointing at each other meme. And I was like, God, they're so they fucking know, man.
1: There's there's another scene that I just love where it was it's Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, and they're like hanging out, and like Tobey Maguire is. Playing up the fact that he's the older Spider-Man, like he's like I'm old, like as shit, mm-hmm. and he's like oh, like he's like sitting there like stretching his back, and I like so it just spoke to me on my mid-thirties self so much where he's just like, yeah, just my back is just uh, just always there's mm-hmm. a knot, and he's like trying to crack it, and Andrew Garfield's like I. I can help you with that. And he's like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, yeah, let me... And he, like, gets oh, yeah, behind yeah. him and, like, freaking, like, <laughs> Does, like, like the, brings him up and cracks crack him. He's back, like, oh, yeah. my God, that was great. Yeah, yeah, thanks. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is fucking amazing. Like, it just yeah. made me laugh well, so fucking much. And
0: it's so funny to me because I had just shown you right before this, I feel like that's also a reference to a scene in Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire where he gets his, like, existential crisis and loses his powers and he tries to jump buildings and then he can't shoot his webs and then he fucking falls and, like... Hits, you're so right yeah and he like hits himself in the back multiple times and he gets up and he's like my back i my totally back. forgot about
1: that that's so right yeah that's smart, that's smarter writing than i even thought that because God. that's so good no
0: dude there's so many references that i absolutely love like and then so yeah so essentially uh, they get to the statue of liberty where they are about to have this final battle scene which um they uh, that's this whole scene is basically them having this pre conversation oh, They have all these different conversations it's so fucking funny one of my favorite is like Andrew's talking about Electro, and he's like, you know, Max is like the sweetest guy ever before he fell into a pool of electric eels. And Toby's like, that'll do it.
1: <laughs> like, well, also before they rush into battle, again, Andrew Garfield has some of the best, like, just one-liner conversations where he's like, they're all about to, like, I think they're all about to run and start doing the thing. And he's like, wait, 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 wait guys, I love you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Which was an improv line by Andrew. And so, like, both the, like Toby and Tom just kind of responded with that, like, yeah. Thank you. Because they day. didn't expect it from Andrew because they were like, what the fuck? I, I just want to say, oh my I God. love you. But, um, <laughs> like, and then I love, okay. like, too, so they're having, again, they're having this conversation. And I love when they're talking. And so, like, Tom's like, what are some of the craziest villains you guys have fought? And Toby's like, I fought an alien made out of black goo once, like, referencing <laughs> Venom. And then Tom's like, no way. I fought an alien, too, on Earth and in space. And they're like, what? And he's like, yeah, he was purple. And then Andrew's like, I want to fight an alien. <laughs> and then Toby's like, I, I'm so, like, that you fought an alien in space. <laughs> But yeah, so essentially Green Goblin finally arrives after they take down all the other bad guys, um, but he ends up blowing up the spell box that's supposed to send oh, yeah. them all back. Um, and at this point, MJ ends up falling off the scaffolding. And so then Tom goes to get after her, but then the Green Goblin like snatches him up. And so Andrew immediately sees it and jumps after her and catches her and saves her. And I actually, okay, so I fucking cried. During this scene, <laughs> really? I cried like heavy tears. Uh. I'm not even joking because basically after he saves her, you see Andrew's like distraught. So he asks MJ, are you okay? And then she's like, yeah. She's like, are, are you okay? And then he kind of shakes his head and he's like crying because in his film, Gwen Stacy was fell off a building and he was unable to catch her and save her. Yep. So this to him was redemption for having lost Gwen Stacy um, and it's interesting because Andrew Garfield actually pitched that scene to the writers.
1: God, Andrew Garfield is a treasure. Like He's
0: fucking brilliant. He
1: has, like, I want to go back to what we talked about before. If you haven't seen Tick, Tick, Boom with Andrew Garfield, go yeah. see that movie. He's He makes the whole movie... Andrew also, Garfield is on the rise. Right I now. do
0: love the interviews when he was doing press tours for Spider-Man with Emma Stone, and they were fucking high. Have you ever seen those? <laughs> I don't
1: think I've seen this. But Josh,
0: I <laughs> highly recommend going and watching those interviews because they are hilarious. They're so high; it's hilarious. I'm fucking dying. Like, oh my god. Um, yeah. So the explosion causes all these like multiple rifts. Essentially, you see the multiverse breaking open. Um, so then Tom, he blows up. Green Goblin's glider and they have this like final fight where essentially you see like this is the point where Tom Holland's Peter is not holding back like and Andrew says this earlier he says like at some point I stopped holding back my punches because there's people who read the comics know that Peter Parker holds back all of his punches he has beyond superhuman strength he could literally kill a man with one punch so like he constantly is aware that he's trying not to actively hurt people but Mm. at this point Tom Holland's Peter's like Fuck Like, he's going hard at Green Goblin. It's like punching him in the face. He goes to lift up the glider like he's going to stab him. But, of course, he gets stopped by Toby Maguire because Toby went through the same thing with Norman, this version of Green Goblin in his movie. And also in his movie, the glider kills him yeah. as well. So he basically talks Tom down and then gets stabbed in the back by... Green Goblin, which I thought was a fun play because in Spider-Man 2 or, yeah, Spider-Man 2 or maybe it's 3, Harry Osborn Norman's son, when he becomes Green Goblin, stabs Peter in the back. That's right. Yes. That's right. Which is when Toby's like, oh, don't worry, I've been stabbed before. (laughs) (laughs) So he ends up curing Norman, and then as the, like, Doctor Strange shows up, and he's trying to, like, close all the rifts, but the only way they can really do it, Peter's like, the whole world has to forget that I'm Peter Parker. So essentially, um, Doctor Strange casts the spell that everyone forgets that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, so everyone can return back to their universes, and he can close the multiverse. Um, and then right before that, you know, Tom tells MJ and Ned, he's like, you know, you're gonna forget me, and, um...
1: But I'm gonna, like, find you again. Doesn't he say I'll find like you again. Yeah. yeah,
0: and then, like, he's like, I'll make you remember me, um, and then it kind of, you know, it ends with him, basically, like, obviously being forgotten, the multiverse closes, but this is kind of where we start to see the Peter from the comics, so... Now that people don't know him, he has to get his own apartment, and he's looking at the police scanner because he no longer has Stark technology. So yeah. before, his nano suit used to tell him when crime was happening. So now he's looking at police scanners. He doesn't have the nano suit anymore because the nano suit was it was recognized by him, and so Stark Tech doesn't know who Peter Parker is, so yeah. he can't use the suit. So this is kind of where we see the very traditional version. So I thought it was interesting too that Peter's new apartment looks like the one from the Sam Raimi films.
1: Oh, I didn't catch that.
0: Yes. And the new suit that he creates in the end is actually an amalgam of both Andrew and Toby's. So it has the same color scheme as Andrew's and the emblem of Toby's suit as well. So interesting. Yeah, the kind of play again, this is a more and then we get so that's kind of that's where it ends. It ends yeah. with him being an adult. He's probably going to get the job at the Daily Bugle as a photographer if they continue, which I think they are planning on continuing. We it. also
1: see J.K. Simmons' character from the Daily Bugle, and he's espousing different things, but yes. like it's it's kind of the traditional rant right. against pe- like yeah because now he doesn't
0: know Pi- Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. So he's but like, it's he- not
1: like the like Public Enemy Number One is Spider-Man. It's yes. just kind of randomly but he's
0: a vigilante. Yeah, yeah. The, the it's typical... A little bit
1: softer tone. Right. Yeah. Well. So yeah. Jade, where, I think I know, kind of know, but where do you rate this one?
0: Um, this is a treasure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, well, Jade, I will say, because I know I've hated a little bit on this. Like, I don't think it's a shelf. I- I'll give it a gem just because it is better. If you Look, for those of you out there who are in the same boat as me, who are just kind of marveled out. This is better than 98% of the Marvel movies out there, like that are, have come out in the last two years. Like, oh my God. Yeah. It is 100%. I just think, honestly, every superhero movie does need to be three hours long. It doesn't. And that's where we are right yeah. now. Yeah. Every superhero movie that Marvel puts out has to be between two and a half and three hours long. I don't need the amount of backstory. You have other movies that explain the backstory. Like, give me a synopsis, dive mm-hmm. into the good stuff, and get out. Like, yeah. that's all I need. Like, even early Spider-Man was only about two hours long, which, that's fine. Like, the yeah. original Tobey yeah. Maguire's were about two hours long. That's plenty of time. Right. Gem, almost a shelf. Like, honestly, like, it's somewhere oh in between God, for me. Yeah. And, like, it's just...
0: I will say, I, I know it's a little hard because this is a what I call a bridge movie. It's, it is. Because it's, it's bridging certain things together. I mean, um, a lot of
1: it's a setup for Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange, which seems to be the big movie that most... <laughs> I feel like almost every... Yeah. Marvel movie that's coming in the last year has been building well, like, up to yeah. Doctor Strange.
0: Well, because if you think about it, there's been three multiverse rips, right? You have this one in Spider-Man, you know, No Way Home because Doctor Strange opens it up. Yep. Then we have Loki who, when he, yep. like with the god at the end, messes up the timeline and reopens the multiverse. And then we have Wanda and WandaVision at the end. She also oh, rips shit, into yeah. the multiverse. Doesn't
1: Avengers kind of play into the multiverse a little bit too?
0: Yeah, so that's how Dr. Strange explains all the different versions of everything that happens because he goes through every possible iteration of this, mm. and that's how he figures out the one that works. And so um, essentially when we get Dr. Strange into the multiverse, we see obviously Wanda, Scarlet Witch, is going to be joining him because he's like, well, you've opened the multiverse, so like we need to work together to be able to get this under control because now it's fucked up with Loki – Having messed with all the timelines, um, so yeah, this is kind of their big, I think, event. Big event movie. It feels
1: like 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 Doctor Strange is starting to feel like an Avengers movie. Like it's starting to yes. feel like this is what everything has been building up to, and mm. then we're going to go into whatever fate. Yeah, the next this phase. is Phase
0: Four. So yeah. yeah, this is their big movie. I think of Phase Four, and like, oh, I will say the thing that feels exhausting to me is all these extracurricular. <laughs> extracurricular yeah extra um side movies that i don't think need to be part of it like doctor strange scarlet witch spider-man they were all there for the first you know first or second phase right but now it's like we have shang chi coming into it eternals fucking morbius loser um (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot yeah and at the end of eternals they showed that green knight and blade are part of this and i was like oh like i knew they were doing blade and i was excited for blade but i was like actually i don't fucking want blade to be part of the mcu i want blade to be its own standalone film
1: and i think I that's it like not everything needs to tie together i think that's what yes. gets exhausting is like yes. if you i feel like now if you miss one marvel movie you've missed some critical piece of information like even though you it might be buried in three hours that yeah. you need to understand what's going on in the next movie, and I just don't—I don't, I don't yeah. have the patience for that. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I don't want to watch some of these. I don't want to watch another fucking Ant Man. Like, I—I I don't. Uh,
0: I went back and finally watched them yeah. just to be like, yeah. "Is there something that I'm missing?" Really trash. You don't. Trash. I mean, because <laughs> they explain it to you. The yeah. pin, Like the, you know, like the, the, he has the quantum fucking whatever thing that makes you turn into—I don't know. I, like, <laughs> I can't even explain it now. Anyway, anyways. But anyways. You,
1: definitely, you know, if you want to go watch this movie you should it's spider-man no way home and that was our review of once again spider-man no way home
0: you're struggling
1: to have everything you want while the world tries to make you choose
0: this is all my fault i can't save everyone
1: and if you want to watch Spider Man No Way Home, uh, I rented it on Amazon Prime because yeah. it's now six. It was twenty, and now it's like six dollars. Yeah, or something Yeah, like six dollars like so or it's not
0: something. Bad. Yeah, yeah, so you
1: can go rent it for a decent totally price. Totally
0: worth the six dollars. Yeah,
1: there's worse things. You know what? I still have a hard time, Jade, justifying the twenty dollars to God, rent something. Never. Because like I used to literally buy whole movies for that.
0: You know what I mean? Well, and that's the thing too is. Right after it gets to that like twenty dollar rental, it's like oh, you can rent it down for six dollars or buy it for the twenty I and I'm like a
1: hard sell for a single person or even for a couple because like yeah. you're paying twenty dollars for one or yeah. ten dollars each i get and that's, that's almost a movie ticket to go see it in theaters like i feel right. like if you have a family maybe or like a bunch of friends and you yeah. want to watch something at home well that's where it they, makes sense
0: that's where they get the price from which i understand but yeah it's like a someone living alone twenty dollars you're out of your fucking mind i can watch in yeah. theaters for cheaper it doesn't make sense yeah, yeah. literally
1: like it's cheaper to go to the theaters yeah. like it doesn't make
0: I, I yeah like but i do i get it if you have like a family it's it's Worth the money. Well, let's
1: take a look. We're, we, we were tossing around some ideas for next week's movie. And and this one, Netflix is so good at advertising. I know I don't really <laughs> want to go into Maybe we'll go into it next week. But Netflix has gotten a lot of hate recently for all sorts of things. Because I know they've had some stock problems. And they've seen subscribers go recently. But they are still the best streaming service, I feel like, at promoting something new. Oh, and like, yeah, for sure. this movie, Choose or Die... Is something mm-hmm. that I've been just like eager to just
0: just yeah. click on. It's recently. on. It's been on like my coming soon for forever, and I had that remind me notification. Um, yeah, so it just came out, and it, it seems like an interesting plot. It's a 1980s video game that like draws users like into the game and makes like real life consequences. It has Asa Butterfield from Sex Education.
1: Oh yeah. Um, asa, I always say his name, but I <laughs> I don't know. It looks like a, a, Asa Asa.
0: No, it's Asa. Asa. So weird.
1: ASA. I don't know. I didn't know that was his name. Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only one I really recognize in this movie. Is there anyone else that.
0: Um, Not like physically, but I did look at the cast list, and Robert England does lend his voice. So ah. uh, he is best known for obviously being Freddy Krueger and all the original Nightmare in Elm Streets. So, nice. yeah.
1: You know, you know what's interesting about this is like. I'm always interested in anything that is early video games because that's literally how I grew up. Like, playing the original, like... Oregon Trail and like playing like the first like, you know, versions of Doom on, you know, on a keyboard. Like Like even
0: those early like Sega Genesis games, like Nintendo 64 games, all the cartridges and shit.
1: You're, you're going, you're going into my teenage years, Jade. Like I remember it's super NES, an original like Duck Hunter. (laughs) I'm old. Oh, I had Duck Hunter.
0: Like yeah, Duck Hunter was the The fucking, it's still the 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 best. I've still never seen anything
1: on a home video game system that replicates how good, Duck Hunter was at the time. God, that was literally a one game. of the best games.
0: Yeah, like, love that. Amazing.
1: Game. I want that. I want something like that for a modern age. Like, I don't know why I can't have that. You
0: know what <laughs> I, mean? I think the only thing that because really it'll be good- too real.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think the only thing that compares to that experience now is like, have you done the VR headsets? Of yeah, like some of those. You'll just like, do it
0: in the metaverse now. Like, oh god,
1: <laughs> I am convinced, Jade, that the metaverse is not going to be a thing. Like, Jade, Josh, I have to teach people how to copy and paste on a daily seen- basis.
0: The new Ray-Ban ads? No. So Ray-Ban Stop. partnered with Meta, and now there's oh a God. camera on your sunglasses nope. where you can share stories in real time from your sunglasses. Jade, they did
1: this. They did this 10 years ago with Google the fucking Lens. Snap- was it? Oh, Google... Lens. Snapchat had something like this too, didn't they?
0: I don't know if it was Snapchat. I don't, was don't it remember. Was it Google? Google Lens? Google yeah. Lens. Google it's Lens was, It was like, yeah. Fuck it. And I'm like, I don't... No this. One's is, gonna, no one's, gonna, no do one's this. gonna do this no why would you wear your sunglasses and you have to like touch your glasses in a certain way to snap i already don't want to pic- touch my
1: glasses jade because
0: i smudge them all that, the time but i'm like my phone barely fucking works half the time you think i you think my sunglasses <sighs> gonna are gonna work yeah. it, no
1: no stop no. like no and like, no one's
0: posting anything without having to actually physically see that it looks the way they want it to look
1: everyone has to edit first you're not gonna just go bloop bloop
0: yeah No, no record one's gonna that. and then edit. maybe no. if like you're trying to get some shit that's going on you know like i feel like i feel like those are not gonna be used the way that they want them to be used. <laughs> <laughs> this is like next oh, level spy a, shit mm, you know what i yeah. mean like i just like some stuff like that i'm just like you i would know, wear those to capture a police officer like pulling me over yeah. You know what I mean? well i feel
1: like that would be something used by police officers <laughs> <laughs> that's truly what i believe like that's what it would be used for like um is that a camera in your sunglasses no uh
0: how much do you bet that Facebook is recording everything, even when your camera's not on, you're not recording anything? Jade,
1: they're, I know they're, they're listening to you on your phone when you're not well, like... Right. Every so, app is. So I,
0: these sunglasses are 100% going to be recording everything you see.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Well, anyway, if you want to uh, follow along with us, uh, Choose or Die is our next movie. It's streaming out on Netflix. And, you know, Jade, I really feel like I did a great job of trying to keep up with Facebook this week. So we did have some new posts, some new action. Ooh, we yes. got two I, new
0: followers. Wow, yeah, I'm really stepping it up, slacking on Instagram. <laughs> I really apologize if anyone's been going there to look for stuff. I promise on Monday I will put well, new it, stuff. Yeah. Some new stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But where can
1: people find us uh, and hope to see us update those? things.
0: Yeah, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok and Twitter. We are our taste is trash. You can also find us on our taste is trash dot com.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, so come back next week uh, when we review our next movie, which is uh, I already forgot the name. It's on Netflix. Choose or die. Choose or die. <laughs> <laughs> come back and see us next to week. Get ourselves a dream.